Hi, welcome back to Shoot Us Stand Up 2. I'm Matthew Broussard. I'm Laura Sogar. Some, oh, okay. Oh. No, you first. Well, I was going to, uh, your, do your tour I'll dates. do my shit. Um, I'm going to be in Des Moines Friday, no, November 12th. <laughs> And there's a cat. Spit it all out. No, you got to keep going. Don't get distracted. I'm the cat. A wolf wolf just jumped on the table. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to be in Arnold's Park, Iowa on November 13th, Saturday. And then I'm going to be in Richmond, Virginia, uh, December 30th through January 1st. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Go to live because he never knows the exact Yeah, I get these wrong. I'm just guessing. These are almost always wrong. Yeah. To an extent. It's hard to remember. Yeah. 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 And we are joined today by a very special guest. I'm so excited to have you here, Maddie Smith. Thank you, Maddie. Hello, Matthew and Laura. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just want to pick up where we, we, we left off uh, before we start recording. Outfits on stage. Oh, yeah. When did you discover what to wear on stage? What do you like to wear on stage? It's been a process. Mm-hmm. It's been a process. Because I used to not give a fuck. I used to be like, I don't care. I just do well no matter what. And I used to work in finance, so I would like be so busy. I would come on stage in my finance pencil skirt, little boots, blazer. But now I'm like, all right, what are the what do the people want? What do the people want? Colors, you know what I mean? <laughs> cool, <laughs> cool, but understated. One of the girls. You One know of the I mean? girls, but not too but girly. Wacky, but wacky, also but also memorable. like sneakers, but not cool too, not too cool. Sneakers. Fun but fuckable. Fun but fuckable. <laughs> and yeah. that and that wasn't your finance outfits? <laughs> not the fi- the finance outfits was blazer, um running on two hours of sleep. Hell yeah. Like crate and the Adderall think, special. Yeah. Once I got cocaine wild, on your nose. Co- cocaine on your nose, bonuses, we're going to Tao, <laughs> blah blah blah. How did but, that contrast with your material? <laughs> It was crazy because I would go up in like a cardigan and be like, what the fuck is up, motherfuckers? I'm a slut, dumb bitch, you know? <laughs> Honestly, I, I would love like a, a special where you just have, you bring it back. Right. I bring, yeah. it, bring well, it back. That would be amazing. So and funny. And I think I need to like talk about that job too and how you I definitely do, especially yeah. in contrast to yes. who you are. Right. Know, which is. It was crazy. I wouldn't have guessed finance. Let me just say that. Well, no one at the so, job knew I did comedy. So really? it was a weird two Whoa. years where they just thought I was a really tired 27-year-old who made mistakes all the time. <laughs> and I wanted to be like, listen, I am a rising star. And you guys don't even know how many friends I have. But they, they never knew. Until the last day, I was like, bye, bitches. And now they all know. I blew their minds. That, yeah, I'm royalty at the creek in the cave. Yeah, yeah. you don't even know. Um, QED, yeah, I'm on the avails. So. <laughs> Wait, wow. where where did you work? Was it like a small finance? No, like it was big. big. It was called Newberger Berman. Oh, I, oh, yeah. I know Newberger yeah. Berman. Yep, uh, yeah. they were bad. Yeah, they're huge. And well, um, they're the um, phoenix of the Lehman Brothers. That's what I was gonna say. Yes. I was like, they have a history past. They rose out of the ashes. Yes. Is Lehman Brothers still around? No, no. Oh. They, From 2008, they were they the, fucked up. They were the crux of the crisis. I should add New Burger Berman to my Jewish bank names joke. That is a good um, one. Yes, that's a deep cut, but in New York. Yeah, stand. I say Lehman Brothers. (laughs) Lehman Brothers. Yeah, that's the big one. You also say Solomon Brothers. I say Bear Stearns, Solomon Brothers. Is Solomon Brothers a real one? I want to say no. Oh, is that a diamond place? I have no idea what. Okay, it sounds completely accurate. What was your role in finance? I was just like a project coordinator. Okay. Super basic. Just like one Did of the you girls. study finance in school? I went to school for economics, but Hell I yeah. don't think you it, too. You Let's did go. all three of you guys? All no, three of us? her. Oh, okay. I did. Such a weird It's a weird degree. Yeah. I had to like drop econ because I was failing it. Really? Mm-hmm. For me it was like this is pretty straightforward. Yeah. It's all theory. Less money. Yeah. <laughs> like less stuff, it'll be more expensive. Yeah. 
that's pretty that's much right. oh, now I and get then it. carry on like it gets a little tricky when you get into international theory and like um the quantitative economics and stuff yeah. like that but that's that they're just winging it they're like, winging it that's what i really that was the most harsh realization yes studying econ i was like oh yeah. we have no idea we have no why idea. this all works and out. it's like theories that haven't been updated since the 70s yeah, yeah. and everything's <laughs> different now the computers for instance have entered for instance, crypto, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But it's just these old people that teach you. And especially if you're a girl in econ, they're like, ooh, a girl. Yeah. And they just like Rare. push you through. They just like shuttle you oh, through. Oh, so like stand up. It, it yeah. is exactly like stand up. <laughs> I got JFL of econ in my freshman year. And people were like, this is a young gun. This is a. <laughs> you got the JFL. She got financiers to watch. Yeah. I financed to watch. Yeah. I was 30 under 30. So, um, but yeah. So I don't think, I think when you live in New York and you're a woman, you can like, get these jobs pretty easily at like finance places like yeah, every woman sense. i know has done like a f- receptionist or oh yeah admin job too what were the hours like nine to five okay so that's nice because like so not the other big like you know yeah, yeah. finances i worked know, in finance till three yeah. a.m no i was it wasn't like goldman vibes and i was shocked when they said you leave at five i was like Hell oh i yeah. just scored the best. Just gonna, I'm going to save money for two years. 5.30 sign up for a 6 p.m. mic. Literally. Yeah. Leave at 5 at the creek by 5.30. It's weird. People think that you need like a uh, like a bartending job to be a no. comedian. Honestly, like, those yeah. are the worst 9 hours. to 5 are the best ones. The best Weekends, ones. featuring, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Especially if you get an easy one that's just like just supporting people or whatever. Yeah, order some office supplies. Which, office supplies, they give you seamless, yeah. you know. I would go to Equinox every day at lunch for an hour and a half. Wow. Yeah. Yes. It's crazy. <laughs> God, it's so Newberger Berman. I'm such New a bad Berman, uh, hiring. <laughs> You're gonna get all these com- these comics recommend. are gonna hit you up. They're gonna yeah. be like, hey. or Newberger will sue me for damage. Well, yes. <laughs> I think I think they have bigger things like, to focus I on. I think so too. Yeah, it's like the new moving company. I mean, like yeah. doing easy gigs, side yeah. gig for all your open like, mic. I'm a Newberger now. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. So. <laughs> just funneling comics yeah, dude yeah, there's yeah. like 20 comics who are movers right now i know and they're all all the comics i know who are movers oh. are like really good comics yeah it's like really funny people like david drake that's and so Andy weird Haynes. because that's like well, um, such a physical Schroeder. job it is but you know mark it's, norman talks about like how his ideal job was a janitor because he didn't have to all he could do is listen to music think about jokes think about stand-up yeah, I think people think the office job is more mentally involved than it no, is. No, that that that's the thing is that these comics well, we are have like intimidated cat right by here. it. I, they are actually intimidated by and it. And I'm like, you don't actually and have to do here. that much if you don't, you don't. want to. You, no. Yeah, you gotta get uh, if you don't set. want a promotion, f- chill. You can literally chill once you say like, I'm good where I am. Yeah. How do you deal with that mental exhaustion? I mean, you can we briefly just acknowledge? Yeah, we, we mentioned Mark Norman. This is this is May taking- Planner's. Uh, Greg Cutanon, follow him online. Follow him. He's going to fuck up this apartment. Right. He was all shy and bashful, and then we put the camera out, and suddenly he wants yeah, to see me in the middle I'm of everything. The second on any sort of Zoom or recording, he's like, um, I would like to be on the camera. He's Please. a wolf. He's so big. <laughs> I actually got her a tiny little mic for him. Hilarious. <laughs> I was like, Password and Greg will start a podcast. Yeah, that would be really Just cute. them going, Meow. <laughs> 30 minutes later all right and we'll see you next week my litter box Cat is so cast. dirty <laughs> so did you start stand up before or after finance um before so i was living in new york working for a random college actually it was so weird and then i started finance are you from new york i'm from buffalo okay moved down here for a job got into finance worked there for two years was doing stand-up every night while i was in finance then i auditioned for a while and out and then i quit wow. how many years was yeah. that 
ago or uh, how many years of, of open micing before you got oh, Wild and Out? Um, so Wild and Out, I booked May 2019, and I started stand up at the end of 2015. Okay, mm-hmm. so the whole time I knew you before that, you had that same job. Yep. Yeah. When okay. we met, I was in finance. So uh, you really yeah. had just a clear moment where you got to clear. leave your day job. Was, That's was, rare. Yeah, Matt Richards was like, "You'll there'll be a window," and every day I was like, "When is this fucking window coming?" Yeah. And then I auditioned, and I was like, "I did so well. I think this might be the window." And then oh. they emailed me to go down and like they emailed me to go down and like workshop with them, and I was like, "If I don't get this, I'll come back to New York and find another job." But right now, I just need to quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I quit and was like, "Let's just throw all go all in." Oh. Was it was it quitting in anticipation of you booking it? Yeah. Okay. It That's was like cool. I did so well in the audition. I think I know what to do. Mm-hmm. I'll just push. I'm glad you were right. Me too. <laughs> Imagine like was kind that of, kind of scary though? It was scary. It was scary. That's why Buddy. I have like um, that's why I have trauma related to the show because oh it, you're, it's affi- it's affiliated with in. me like like fucking making sure i don't have to get a job after taking the leap yeah, yeah. that's what naka was for me oh, oh yeah i got i yes. just gotten fired and i had like a bit of savings so but I, I wasn't planning on being fired i was planning on keeping that right. job it was nine to five it right. was a teacher salary i'm like right. i can hold on with this for a long long time mm-hmm. i had just moved to la and had no other plans and then i think i booked naka right around mm-hmm. two nakas right around the time and i had nationals and i knew that was float or drown yes. kind of stakes yes. and i remember my my roommate was driving me to the airport the day before i had a 10 a.m check-in in boston and on the way to the airport i got a text message that boston was shut down due to snow oh wow and i get to the airport they reroute me to to uh bradley and uh, uh hartford so i fly there and i have to rent a car and drive and i barely sleep oh and God. have to make a 10 a.m sound check and i had like a horrible spot and and yeah. it was that kind of thing where I was like, I have to make this yeah. work. But yeah. I still I still do NACAs and I still yeah. have that income. Ugh. Yeah, and yes. Yeah. I still get nervous because it's like there's tens too. of thousands of dollars me too. in ten minutes at stake. I agree. The same with every season of Wild and Out. The producers are like, Chill, you're not going anywhere. And mm-hmm. you're like, You don't understand the mental like history i have with the show yeah like, i can't chill i have to go all in yeah like my manager's like what about this season you just do more like networking off stage don't think about the on stage stuff as much I'm, it's not possible for me right i have to focus be, bounce to a different show before i can do that yeah yeah do you still do you get nervous to perform a mile and out uh i get more excited I'm yeah like, oh this is gonna i'm like this is gonna crush this joke's gonna crush and it's so you everyone do, has everyone's back um yeah. i highly recommend anyone listening check out the clips on Definitely Maddie's instagram. They're, so good. they're on instagram there's a compilation on youtube too now that they, they are made. yeah yeah hysterical i don't yeah. i would be like throwing up scared to do yeah. what you do the first season i was freaked out because uh similar to NECA, it's like not only is it you you quit your job and Jesus. you want money. So when you come back, you don't have to get a job, but also you get money per episode. So you oh. need to get on the episodes. And then yeah. on top of that, you're like, I need to make this worth it for my career. So I need to get in that. I need to be aired mm-hmm. as well. Oh, so not only. So how does that work with the filming? So it like films really long and then they slice yes, it up. They slice it up. So we'll do an hour and a half and everyone goes in every game. But then when they air it, four people will be shown. Oh, wow. So we'll play like the game where you hit on a woman and it's like, all uh 18 people on stage go and then six will be showcased wow yeah. so it's like that kind of pressure too where you're like wow. fuck i need to show up for my career and i also need to show up so that next season i'm back and it's like all sorts of stuff i'm still- mtv loves 
those kind of contracts. They I did guy lo- code. They love the ambiguous. And it's like, you like, might make it in. If you make it in, you get paid the episode yes. rate. Oh, it so does bring the best out of everyone. It does, actually. And so some people will go and make $2,000, and some people will make $26,000. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow. fucked up. But that's actually really, I work under well under that kind of psyche, mm-hmm. where it's like, here's everything laid out. Here's your potential. Let's fucking rock. If it was like, you're in every episode, and whatever happens, you kind of like loosen up a little bit. Or yeah. Like fall down you you're, you're not there's in. there's not as much yeah like you adrenaline in. associated yeah. with yeah. like don't fuck up uh, don't fuck up yeah. i've had that with acting roles and in the, the few i've had i've had some that were just kind of offered to me because yeah. the friend wrote the script or something right. and i realized i don't even like if a friend just gives it to me i don't show up knowing the lines it's bad i stay out the not night yet. before <laughs> Don't say that. You know, <laughs> no, make me audition. Just make me audition. It's true, I don't, though. I've had a friend who made me audition. I was like, and when yeah. he made me audition, I was nervous and I realized how bad I wanted right. it. And then when I yeah. actually got it, it meant something to me. Then I then I realized later, I'm like, they didn't even try other people out. They just wanted to make me work a little bit. Oh, they haze you. Good. There's, no, it's I good. need it. It's I'm very good. lazy. It's true. No, it's true. I need every season. The executive producer is like, some people are going to go. And in your head, even if you're totally fine, even if I could talk to him and say, am I good? He'd be like, shut the fuck up. Go away. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. you're still like, all right, I got to show the fuck you're up. You're Keenan Thompson. Don't get, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's still, I like, kind of like it. It's like a basketball coach. Is yeah. that, is that part of, where has that shown up in your character in the past? Was that, did that push you through finance? Not in finance. Um, Sports? In college, I was the editor of the newspaper. So huh. that was some like high stakes, turnaround stuff, put in the fucking work type of vibes. Yeah. Watching like... Where'd you go to school? I went to SUNY Geneseo. It's okay. one of the SUNY schools up near between Buffalo and Rochester. It's a mm-hmm. liberal arts school. Nice. It's shitty now, but it was good when I went there. That's mm-hmm. why I had to <laughs> It was like post-recession. The state schools were like fucking coming up. Crushing. So mine was like the Harvard of the Sunnis, but now the acceptance rate is like 80%. So I can't really <laughs> tell like, people come I on. But when I went there, it was like 30%. It was like Vassar. But I was the editor of the newspaper, and I think that put this ethic in me yeah. of like... Um, just show up put it out eye of the tiger eye of the tiger get that paper out there. yeah get that no excuses we hit the press yeah. you know we, we don't get yeah, to write right. asterisks get it out so there, corny. Print. yeah so that might have been it i don't know i think i really just didn't want to go back to an office job that can be very motivating that can be motivating roast battle too like get doing so many of those in the city the humiliation of a joke landing or someone crushing you so on wild and out you don't want that to happen either yeah i think it's a lot I got I got caught with my pants down. I battled uh, Eric Bergstrom. Yeah, uh, but that was you good, judged though. it. It was, it good, was good, but it was like he put in so much work and right. You could tell he put in more time writing than right. me. I was just on stage being like, "You could have spent two more hours. You fucking idiot! Look how good he looks." Right. With these prepared jokes, you have more throw. I was just like, "Don't get caught in these moments. Just do the work next time. Remember Fair. this feeling." However, you did well. And Thank there's you. A, there's a ceiling of how much you should put into a roast battle. <laughs> Where's that? And I think it's exactly what you Until did. Until they start filming. Who what, really? Why, like, why, why a ceiling? Because anyway. it stays in the room and you have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And as long as everyone had fun, that's all that matters. That's entertaining is the, that's the, yeah. Can it we talk about roast battles? Because I love talking. Okay. Talk yeah, about roast battles. So did that help you get, um, while and out? Yes. Okay. When I submitted, I sent them roast battles from the stand. Thank God they did that. The roast masters, <sighs> career changing. Yeah. They filmed them. Tina Hashem. Back in the day when the when they did roast masters, like that is where I like I would say I got my start. Right. 
Mean Zach and Nico built a following off of it. Like I want to hear, I want to hear about that for sure. But I want to know more the context of you starting in the first place. Mm. You started here in New York. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, I think that was crazy. Yeah, looking back, I would never do it again. Why you you should start it somewhere else. I just think I'm glad that I did because I didn't know how bad it was until like now that I'm like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I also feel like starting there's pros and cons. There's definitely pros and cons. I've noticed that because I also started here during the pandemic. So fucking who like chaos. Yeah. Um, But I've noticed that when I go to other cities, I'm like, I have a lot of growth still to do. But I'm like, oh, I feel like I've grown really quickly comparatively just because people here are. Uh, they'll eat you. Otherwise, eat you. <laughs> you will get embarrassed. Yeah, I think that's what helped me early on. It was just like accelerating really quickly, just because the amount of stage time and the amount of uh, bombs you don't want to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like, well, I it's kind of pl- like the same thing you were describing yeah. with you know the pressure. Yeah, just like, it's exactly the same. If you want to get any time on a stage, you better not. You better show up. Like it goes like you're best at the mic, then you're best on the show, and then you're in at the clubs. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's the same on Wild and Out. If you're not, if you don't have like the joke of the episode, go kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun. It's, it's and actually, healthy. <laughs> it's very similar to the New York scene. So I Wild. think like looking back, I'm really glad that I started here because who knows if I started in another place, came here, I auditioned, and was like, I'm a, I'm a fucking shit. Yeah, like, I'm I, Buffalo's finest. Yeah, I'm Buffalo's finest. Yeah, <laughs> that was me. That was you. I had I, uh, I was big for my britches coming from Houston. I was really? like, yeah, it's the fourth biggest city, and I'm the funniest new comic there. <laughs> yeah, I must be one of the funniest in the country. Right. And then I go to LA. I'm like, oh, right. okay, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. figure that out. That's why yeah. I'm glad I didn't have that because I have like, I have like big fish in a little pond. I feel like my ego could get sucked into that and then oh that's I'm, very good that you like reflect on like you like yeah. know yourself well enough to i'm be prone able to. to like low self-esteem or like oh, okay. anxiety and depression so i could see like coming from a big where you being you, big somewhere you, and, yeah think you're one thing and then yeah. realize that you were incorrect right. and then have that be like yeah. a, a big mental crisis big mental does crisis. it does it motivate Hello. you does that do those feelings of inadequacy or they do they can you spiral out around them or do you yeah. end up just working harder now i work harder uh-huh. i used to spiral but now I'm like, now I'm better at just working harder. Mm-hmm. You can you get better at being like, nah. If you just keep working, you'll keep moving up. Laura is similar to you in that regard. She's yeah. she's a, as you can imagine, very very driven. Yes. Well, and and doesn't doesn't really she don't, you don't sit around pitying yourself very much. If there's something wrong, you just fix it and then get therapy years later for never years addressing later. the problem. <laughs> or don't get that at all. Or medicine. Um. Or Lexapro. You're on Mexico? Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. okay. I, we How talked could, about that, right? I think so. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. at one point, yeah. yeah. How could you not? How can you yeah, be I here talk, and then yeah. not? I agree. Yeah. I don't understand. You have to be like Matthew. Yeah, I'm I'm type B. I'm not. I can <laughs> I can sulk and I'm I'm good at... Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but in swimming, I think that was where I learned. Like, yes. it's very much like if you don't do the work, you will see at the end of the season yeah. that you did not do the work. Yeah. yeah. Like time exactly. and time again. And yeah. they're like, well... I guess the answer is to do the work. That's literally the only answer. Yeah. The yeah. reality is you have to be smart about how you do the work. Yes. And in swimming, it was like, there would be the people who would be like more yardage, more yardage. And yeah. it's like, okay, the work isn't always just more yardage. It's like, yeah, not more suffering. Working yes. like to like, you know, bring it over to the comedy yes. or the, it's the same working on your jokes yeah. or doing roast battles. being more strategic mm-hmm. about what shows you go to right. spend, the th- whatever. Like, yeah. But um, but reality is you got to be like doing something. Just sitting something is not the worst thing you can do. It's never yes. going to be a benefit. If I, I find, do that sometimes. 
It's fun well, to uh, sit you, for a you second. You do need to like yeah. recover. I'm not saying like, it's good to sit and think. If you're listening to this podcast and sitting, kill yourself. Literally kill yourself. At also, least go for a walk. If you're <laughs> listening to this podcast, you're probably someone who's dedicated to comedy and yeah. probably doing the right things because you're probably listening to this to research. Well, because yeah. you're, maybe because you're fans, but also a lot of I feel like some new guys. Good on out you there. for listening. Yeah, good on you. <laughs> That's we an active you. thing. Yeah. 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 Um, so did you move to New York knowing you wanted to do comedy, or did the thought pop in? Yeah, later? I always no, love so I, asking. I lived questions. in Rochester. I was working in. I was working at a nonprofit, and when I lived in Rochester, I actually was like, I want to go to an open mic. Actually, when I was in college, I was going to audition for an improv group, mm-hmm. and then I bailed. Oh, the were day you just of. nervous? Yeah, I was like, I think it was fear of failure. Cause you're mm-hmm. like, my personality is being funny. So if I get rejected for this, that's a big blow to who I am as a person. Yeah. That's not mm. good. Right. Yeah, so like, <laughs> that's good. Crisis I, mode me. Crisis. So I was like, no, if I just don't go, I'll never know. So the same thing in Rochester, I was going to go to the open mic and I was like, eh, if I don't go, I'll never know. But then I was in New York and I was like, <laughs> you're like, if, oh, are there professionals here? Let's go for I it. I literally <laughs> think it was like, oh, this is where Seinfeld this is where Amy Schumer is. Like I got pictures at stand up New York. You're like, all right, we're in the center of comedy. If you don't fucking do it here, you're going to regret it. Just go. And also, it's such a big city that you can try it and be anonymous. Yes. In Rochester, I knew every single person my age in the city. Just because oh, it's such wow. a small city. Then I was here and I was like, if I go and do badly, no one will ever know. No one ever needs to know. Yeah. No that was knows. actually yes. a huge benefit for me as well. Mm-hmm. I went and did um, my first one was at the, the Laughing Buddha. Oh, yeah. Because I was yeah. like. Laughing Buddha. No one I had is gonna. There. No one's gonna know. No one's gonna know. No one's gonna know. It's true. The harsh it's reality is though. Now yeah. at my job, it turns out two of the guys at my job, who like there's a small team based in New York, and they used to do mics at the Laughing Buddha. Mm-hmm. Like they don't do comedy really anymore. Yeah. And they had seen me do a set there, oh and I was God. like N- nightmare. This is the worst thing People that could need happen. To stop dabbling. Don't. I show up once. Shut up. If you know me, don't yes. go to a mic after. <laughs> no, what are you doing? And people, yeah, it's, there's so many people who are like, yeah, I did it. I did it once. No, shut up. I use dabbler as a slur. Yeah, these dab- fucking dabblers. <laughs> Look at these fucking dirty I've, dabblers. I'm polite, so I say dabla. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels less harsh. More colloquial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I started. Then I, when I went up, my first mic was at Stand Up New York, and it wasn't bad wasn't great but then i was like all right now i like I, people admitting that they were decent on their first try yeah you're like that wasn't obviously if i watched i would be like what the fuck yeah, yeah. but it's like one big pop where i was like oh shit yeah. you got a laugh that's yeah and i, I think i had read so many reddit pages articles about starting new stand-up that i was like i just need to go up tomorrow you were one of those too yeah where it wasn't it was just like, like yeah. Re- yeah yeah research e- literally everything that's online everything and I did that for like two months. And I then... went and watched a bunch of mics. Oh, you did? Like a psychopath. I think I went to shows. She also dated a comedian for four years in Ooh. preparation. Oh, Matthew. <laughs> I literally just said who. I'm like, wait, I need you to did? spill the tea. Did you know we're dating? I forget sometimes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Totally, totally, totally. But I did the research for like months. Yeah. Found out. I, when I moved here, I didn't, I didn't even know, I didn't even consume stand-up. I didn't really? know that like Tina Fey wasn't a stand-up. I didn't know improv versus stand-up. I didn't know anything. So I did all my research and then um, one day I just bit the bullet. And so uh, what just... a woman move, by the way, to actually like prepare. I know. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I feel like a man would just not know those things. Like I'm funny and just I, go I, to an open mic. And that they was would. literally your, your background was like, you were like, I'm funny in conversations or yeah, like, I was I'm... like always the funny of the friend group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Just I love comedic. that. And always funny in my family from like a very young age. So, so I just knew I had a funny bone. Yeah. Once you started doing it, 
what was kind of like the process from there? Like you did your first mic and then were you like, I'm all in or was oh, yeah. it like you kind of dabbled? No, I was were all you in. Dabla for a little bit. Or? I did it every day since Jesus from that's the start. Much, yeah. That's pretty much it. That week. That just week, hit the ground. Yeah. Okay. But you knew like, that to get good, it was a, as I many knew. sets a night I as was, you could. You had that delusion where you're just like, just keep getting up, keep getting up. You, I, my first big bomb, I was like, get up again. And then you, you wash yeah, away the bomb fresh. and you learn how to wash away a bomb. And, and, uh, yeah, it was just every day. That took me three months to, to realize of, cause I would go up every week, every okay. Monday and yeah. maybe skip one every now and then. And I'd be bombing more often than, yeah. than I, or uh, yeah, uh, the test got worse and worse week after week. Cause I was doing new material every week. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. That's the other thing is I thought I had a new five every yes. day. Oh, no. I think oh, I saw God. Ashley Gavin do the same set twice in one day i said you fucking Cheater. scam artist yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was so betrayed and then i realized like you have pre- it took me months to realize you have like yeah. jokes pre- a set. But, Ashley, i was like wow she's but, like really what yeah i was so yeah. pissed <laughs> there was a switch for me where i realized it was just if if monday went bad my whole week was ruined yes. and I, and it made me, I was like, Oh, I don't want to go. Cause what if I bomb and I have another bad week? Right. And then okay. someone told me about a Tuesday, mic. I'm like, Oh, so I can wipe right. it clean. And I bomb that one. and be like, was there anything tomorrow? Is yeah, there anything later clean. tonight? Right. And I was like, yes. Oh, if I just go every night and stop associate and start, I think it's a, I forget whose line it is, but uh, start associating failure with growth mm-hmm. of like, as long as you're just doing as many spots That's as you can, good, right. you can't judge how any individual spot goes. Nope. Just knowing the, the, yeah, the raindrops market. will break the not, dam. Not to bring it back to swimming, but that was one of the things with practice is like our coaches would always tell us like, I've designed this practice to break you. Yeah. Like if mm. you don't, if you do well, the whole practice, like then I fucked up or you fucked yeah, up and you wow. haven't been trying hard enough. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that kind of an interesting yeah. way? Someone told me like one of my coaches a long time to- ago told me that, and it really changed my perspective on like almost everything mm-hmm. where I was like, if you're not pushing your limits mm-hmm. and kind of like occasionally fucking things up, cause mm-hmm. there's so much going on yeah. or you're trying so hard, yeah. then you're not getting to where the edges of your comfort zone are totally. and then pushing them further along. I agree. It's so true. Yeah. That's how you can see it in people's careers, how they kind of stay, where they are because they get comfy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, I don't think they even know. Well, sometimes they'll be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not anywhere. Yeah. Well, obviously. What are you, yeah. what are you up to? Yeah. <laughs> There's never a point you, where you, it gets you, easy. Do a thing. You don't push it. You never push it. Yeah. That's what I'm learning 10 years in. I'm like, it never gets easy. Yeah. Or like no. whenever you get to a level to, to break through from there, it's going to be harder than anything you've ever yeah. done yeah. to get to that point, to get well, to the next kind level. kind of by definition. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, everyone would be at that level. Yeah, Otherwise, it's not linear growth. Be, yeah. It's Otherwise, there would be more. My mom would know more comedians than Seinfeld and yeah, exactly. Schumer. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone would be a household name. Exactly. So, uh, what are your. Okay. So, well, I want to see. You, you, open you mics. started doing. You yep. were doing open mics. Yeah. You started at. Um, here in New York. Mm-hmm. How long until you started doing like more shows or stuff like that? Like, like what was that process like? I think I got my first show like a few months in. It was mm-hmm. a shitty show. But then I was at I was at Laughing Buddha a lot, which oh, a lot hell? of people shit on Laughing Buddha. If you guys are listening, it's like a paid pyramid scheme. Oh, yeah. Of mics. Dude, I was looking at the. Because I'm crazy. Please, the small I business loans oh. that all. <laughs> Did they get a lot? Yes. How much? Like $30,000. Oh, okay. Which He's a scam artist. I was, so it's the, the COVID relief ones. I'm sure like there's a process, but there's, anyway, I went on a really deep rabbit yeah. hole around oh. all of the, the small, the, the loans that went out around um, COVID stuff. Yeah. And there's a lot of fraud, I think, going on yeah. with it right now, which is, I think, linked to why the, there's like all these unemployment, like the job openings, but 
yeah. people aren't getting jobs. It's really weird. There's weird anyway, stuff going on. There's stuff going on. It's point a manufactured being, labor shortage. Point being, you can that information is all public, and I went and looked up every single comedy club that received oh, these these COVID relief loans, yes. and it was a fun thirty minutes. Wow, I enjoyed a, myself. A really annoying journalist who I'm not going to name, like showed uh stand up new york's ppp loans oh. and they're like look at this i'm like yeah they're a business they own yeah. property in the upper west side like, that makes a hundred percent right and Laughing it was similar Buddha, to, P- uh, to uh, yeah. Buddha's. the reality Buddha's is a- they probably do have like overheads and stuff like there there they may have, have been but yeah. either way i was like oh shit i know them yeah yeah they got to cover their their poker chips and their mugs i got a mug on my first um that i went there i think i got a notebook yeah yeah it's good marketing yeah. I still have that mug. So yeah. I guess in summary, Laughing Buddha is pay uh, paid open mics mm-hmm. with uh, a lot of pay. A lot I of pay. It's expensive. I was but, like 50 bucks a night. Yeah, just but to you do had that Newberger Berman money. I, actually, not yet. I wasn't working there yet. So I was kind of going to, into debt. To, well, I also didn't know. Like, and, like and it was just, like it was like four you're, months. You're funding <laughs> I literally took out a PPP loan to perform <laughs> at Laughing Buddha. It was really expensive, but I just thought for a while, I just thought that was like the New York scene. Yeah, I, I was like making friends there and like I would go on 8.30, 10.30, midnight at Laughing Buddha. That's like 60 bucks. It was insane. <laughs> it was insane. But that, it, is, it isn't, yeah, that, that's money, but it isn't that much money if you have a day job. That's the interesting part. It, yeah. No, it's yeah. not nothing. If you're doing that every night and, yeah, you're, and, depend, and you're working like right out of college, like. Yeah. You know, I That's will true. say it got me good really quickly just because of how supportive it was. Mm-hmm. It's like you learn how to get a laugh and float with a laugh and like kind of get a rhythm in versus yeah. if I started at the creek, I would have probably quit by now. Yeah, me too. Because, yeah, you, you need something. You need something to feel. Oh, I did shit. a lot. I did a lot yeah. of creek mics out the gate. I think I would have. Like, they were not hard. Made it. They were really bad. But I had like people I knew there. Yeah. So it made me feel better, though. Yeah. In reality, it was like. That was almost worse. I was like, yeah. what am I hanging out with my friends and then none of us are laughing at each other? Like, what right. are we doing here? What are we doing here? <laughs> what, what? We can just hang out. Yeah, we can. <laughs> That's the thing. I can call you. What if we just yes. hung out and didn't? Right. What? Yeah. She's been lucky in that because she's, you know, hit the ground running and produces good shows that she gets quality stage time right. well, fairly early on. But I still try to make her do open mics. Right. Not because you learn anything about the jokes. You just learn how to deal with the crowd. Yeah. Not I, I, reacting I, I, I to just you. Yes. And hold your ground. I, I don't think I was very lucky because a global pandemic hit about yeah. nine months into Sorry. me doing comedy. Right. That's <laughs> yeah. fair. So that's fair. it was. And dip- you did yes. park shows. And I that's, did, that's I did worse than open mics. Those were I did horrifying. so many park shows. I did, I did, looking back, I still haven't processed 2020, but it was awful. So many park shows, <laughs> I didn't but you can too. tell the people who did them. Yeah, they're like, if something happens in the room, it's like unfazed. Yeah, don't give a shit. I feel like so much better at comedy after last year. Yeah, I just feel like it's like boot yeah, camp. Right? It's weird because half the people camp, sat yeah. the year out and they were like, "Yeah, I'm trying to get my legs back." I'm like, I got stronger. How? I, yeah, yeah. I know. All those things I skipped in open mics. All the like, I wish I had done more open mics. I'm like, yeah. oh, I had to go back and learn it during the pandemic. Yeah, I had to learn yeah. how to perform with a bus, a bus, and and kids running by and a dog licking my yeah. ankles during it, a set. And a drunk girl trying to grab yeah. the mic. Like, yeah, what? homeless people. Homeless guy charging at, at, stand, yep. at Stand Up New York when we were in the park. That, yep, you were there for oh, that. Yeah, yeah, you were there. Yeah. Was that was insane? That was insane. And that was really scary. Yeah, and I've then, had so many weird incidents. Like I yeah, almost got beat up rod. in Gowanus. Oh really? Outside, yeah. At a show? Yeah. And Wait, this week during my set oh. again. What's Laura. is it Dude, me? Last week. <laughs> I think 
what? And then last week they were doing like a community event and there was a guy like performing, like doing music. And then I was hosting the next show. So I like had to go up and like be like, okay, time yeah. to shut it down, whatever. And then, oh God, this is like kind of a lot. So sorry. No, no. But um, as we were, as he was leaving, he like has a cart, which is why I think he was homeless. And he like cornered me and was like saying he was going to take me in the bathroom and like, you know, maybe I'll take this part out because it's kind of a lot. No, but it also shows like, what the fuck are we doing? What the fuck, what the are, fuck we are we doing? doing? Like, I was, I was like rape threat. Yes, li- literally. A no. true rape like, threat. Held yeah, me true. like around, like kind of on the side, yes. and I was like, he kept being like, "Where's your husband? Where's your husband?" And I was like, "I don't." He's gonna run through and you. I literally, and within three minutes, had to start hosting the next show, and, and I was just like, yeah. "Hey, yes." And that's, oh, we do it tonight. It's insane. Like the things we did over the past year, obviously yeah. all organized by men. Cause they don't <laughs> no bathrooms, unsafe situations where people are doing that. My friend Stuart also same similar oh, thing no. happened to her and uh-huh. just shit's yeah, that, goes that, down. Wait, well, that's gotta stop. Yeah. It has to stop. <laughs> like when shit happens like that and you hear shit happening to other people, you're like, I'm good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm good on that. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. So outside perspective, what are ways that open mics in those beginning stages of comedy are hostile to women in mm. way that, that men don't have to deal with and might not recognize? Oh, um, I was just talking about like the venue being at unsafe places. Yeah, just bathrooms and stuff. Always, um, I noticed this a lot when I before the pandemic started. So like when we were in the yeah. old times, I would frequently find myself in a basement with a bunch of men I did not know. Mm. And they're on stage talking like pretty explicitly sexually about yeah, there's like, pretty crazy stuff. And you're just here. and you're sitting there, and it's like it gets it's funny until all of a sudden you're like you kind of realize where you are. And yeah. I'm a big girl, like I'm I'm fine. Like mm-hmm. most comedy guys, I'm I've got it. <laughs> yeah, but even just like but mentally, I, you're like, what the fuck? I have to sit through this and then go up and try to make yes. you guys laugh. And yeah. it's so much better now, like out of like in the shows or like once you know what mics to go to yeah. a little bit more where it's not just going to be because yeah. this isn't we're not talking I'm not at least talking about most of the comedians that anyone listening to this would know or even most of the people listening no, to this it's, it's like, like these like early mics with freaky freaks. yeah, yeah the, the school shooter vibes school shooter there's yes. always one of those and the, you can tell it's like a man oriented craft because you're sitting there you're the only woman in the room and every other guy is laughing at what's happening on stage uh-huh. and you're sitting there like this is really actually hurting my psyche yeah. And it's not funny for me. Yeah. And the person on stage is saying, I raped a chick. And the guys off stage are laughing because to them, it's like funny spectacle. Right. And the guy on stage is encouraged by it. like Freak show, yeah. Yeah, freak show. And it's not funny to you. It's not funny at all. <laughs> no. So I've had this sort of stuff. Have you ever had like, or I had one I remember where I got so mad. I also have a little bit of a temper, which is not great yeah, for I have this. Some, I have a temper sometimes <laughs> too. So I, I was, I did my set. It went okay. I bombed like it was a mic, like mm-hmm. it, you know, yeah. early stage mic. And then the ne- the guy who came up afterwards made like a sexual remark about me. Oh yeah, in yeah, his yeah. set. Yeah. What and was I, it? He there was like a thing on stage that everyone had been. It was a vape pen on stage that everyone had been putting their mouth. Oh yeah. And he, he said something about like he wanted to see me put it in my mouth or oh, something like shut that. The fuck so up. I flipped him off. Yeah. And said fuck too. you guys and left. I would have too. I was sometimes you just not vape. feeling it yeah. that day. Whatever. That's that's like. 
I stand my ground mentally when that shit. It yeah. used to be, I, I would have been like, oh shit. I don't want to hurt their feelings. Weird, but I'm like, no, you fucking loser. Do don't they, talk to me like that. It, d- does it earn a level of respect to stand your ground or does it? I don't know. I don't know. Those guys okay. aren't like, the, the problem is it's not like they're relevant. relevant no, no. They're, they they entertain each other. Like, yeah. And I also don't think they'd be like, I respect her now. I think they'd be yeah, like, it's not- damn, bitch is mad. <laughs> <laughs> see you never. It. Yeah. See you never. <laughs> Women yeah. are crazy. I'm going to go masturbate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bitches be crazy. Maybe shopping. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe if you are. Okay. Yeah. Was Buddha more hospitable? Was that one of the reasons that y'all both liked when it? When I was there, actually, there was a lot of normal people. It was like me and like. Yuppie. The, the clam pals were there. If you guys know the clam. Like, uh, I don't know if you remember. Casey McGowan. Like, there was a oh. big group of like guys who kind of don't do it anymore. But Kat Zini was there uh-huh. when I was there. Um, Alicia Hush. Like, all sorts of people who I'm still friends with now. So we all came in, and we all kind of left at the same time, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We all graduated at the same time. Mm-hmm. That was, like, 2016. And Buddha was like, no! Yeah, I think, like, You found the Buddha. You found your inner night, Buddha. someone sh- took me to the creek at 1 a.m., and I think that was when I was like, oh, shit, I'm done here. Yeah, you're going to go to... You yeah. Know, like, you I'm preferred gonna, the creek? I'm not going to... Just, like, Brooklyn. Just, drop like, 60 just like bucks. mics in general that aren't, like, that much money. A lot yeah. of people we talked to started miking in um, Manhattan and then yeah. found their way to Brooklyn. I don't think... For me, it was... I think once I started working in finance, it was all... Um, what's Location the word? Based. Convenient based. Yes. yes. So, yes. I never made it to Pine Box just because it's, like, two hour wait. I started getting shows every night, like, six months in. So I okay. couldn't really afford time-wise to go to Pine Box. Right. So people would be like, I don't go to Brooklyn Mike's. I'm like, I don't because it's convenient, inconvenient mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. So six months in, you were starting to get shows. Pretty much, yeah. And you, you rode that. Rode it. You, and then I got yeah. passed at uh, New York Comedy Club a year and a half in. Wow. And after that happened, it was like, we're cooking. I don't yeah. need to be at certain mics where people tell me I need to be because it's all need to get in two sets before a show. It's literally convenience at this point. Yeah. yeah. Where, yeah. Where, Which I'm really lucky for that I didn't have to trek down to places like Pine Box and be like, oh, well, uh, yeah. shit, I'm in the last group. I didn't have time for that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm very thankful for. Do you, uh, forgive me. Do you think being a woman expedited that process at yeah, all? I, I would say I did. You're crash. very funny. Oh, yeah. Supply and demand, baby. Yeah. Supply and demand, baby. I would say and it's how- easier for women. All they have to do is survive the uh, uh, threat the of potential threats. rape. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Take a couple of those and, and you'll be fine. It helped. Tomato, but tomato. I also was the best on every show for mm-hmm. a while. Yeah. You're, you crush. So it was, like, it definitely expedites it. But I also was standing out. Yeah. I I, my I argument is that any woman who has gone through that initial gauntlet, yeah. it's like automatically weeding it down to the top. I'm making up a number, 30% yeah. of women who, like for men, there's so many who do it, but yeah. it's a more hospitable environment. So they stick around longer. Yeah. So true. it's like, it's like we yeah. almost have automatically yeah. dropped the lower yes. 70%. Mm-hmm. There's exceptions. I'm obviously of speaking course, out my yeah, ass yeah. right now. But. There's definitely, yeah, it's just, it's like so much hazing to get through. Yeah. That if people to this day If you're the person who can do it, then you're like, yeah, clearly want to be here. Yeah. So now it's like, if someone says something about me being a woman, I'm like, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. 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 Shut up, Matthew. (laughs) (laughs) I think I expedited, but I also made sure to just like. It sounds like you put in fucking a lot of work too. Yeah. Because I mean, how many roast battles had you done by the time well, you auditioned for the, by the, the time roast I got battle? Wild and out, I think I, I between Fight Club, roast battle, and what's the other one, roast masters? I had done like fifty. Wow, like 50 that's so many hours how, of writing. So many. Like Why did you do your first roast? 
just at Laughing Buddha, everyone was talking about Fight Club and Matt Marin was around talking about this fight club, which for listeners is like kind of the open mic of the roast battles. Mm-hmm. Anyone can do it. It's pretty fun. Which I are mean, two I, things. I, I, it's on such, my list. Such a combination of toxicity of open mic and roast battle. It was, it's on my list it, of things to do, but I'm very scared because... No, I don't think you need to do it anymore. You don't think so? No. I, I, vote, I like it. It helped me a lot. It helped me write. It helped yeah. me find an audience. And um, it's. Wait, I think it's getting a lot better. roast battle in general? Yeah, fight club? roast battle. Oh, oh yeah. No, oh. Do a roast battle. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I'm with you then. I um, yeah. <laughs> I think I, it's a valuable skill, even if it's not going to be your thing. A lot of I people think. are really afraid of it. I think you learn a certain type of joke yeah, writing. I'm going to get my feelings hurt, man. You You'd be surprised. Even. Not at all. It's no, it's. Say, I've never had my feelings you hurt. Have a big vagina and yeah. swim. Boyfriend yeah. doesn't get you wet. Blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> like I just got my stuff. first roast on. <laughs> stuff. Wasn't that Bergstrom's <laughs> joke? Yeah. I, said, I actually said about you in, the, in our oh, new right. roast. Oh right, that's it. I've heard that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good joke. Which one? The getting wet. Yeah. Yeah. That's swimming great. Wet. Listen, brings it all together. It's when you Venn go diagram. In, when you go into it and you're like, I'm just gonna have fun. That yeah. makes it more fun. You also yeah. learn what people think of you, yeah. which can really help your comedy. No, like well, roast battling people like, I'm oh, date about. rapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like old money racist. Yep. I can write jokes about that. True. Yep. I get pale, slut, used to be fat, like all sorts of stuff. Yeah. It's fun. That was my right. set list. Yeah. Well, we yeah. battled. That was a fun battle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I did a lot of those in 2017. It was kind of the worst year because people kept asking. And when you're it like was three so, years yeah. in, you're like, I got to say yes to everything. Right. McCullough was booking Roastmasters for a while. And you're like, I can't find Oh, her. man. She's like the JFL assistant. You know? Yeah. <laughs> now she books like the best shows in town. Yeah, yeah. I still can't say no to things. Yeah. Totally. I still say yes to most roast battles. I still I say no now, but I, I think just because I get paid to roast on MTV. Yeah, that's yeah. the only reason. Yeah, you you are busy, but you'll yeah. still judge it. I'll judge it for free. Yeah, for free. Yeah. It's so fun judging. Oh yeah. my god, you get to so be just fun. as funny, and you get yeah. to like plan your jokes, and, and you get to like practice riffing. Yeah, like off the cuff. Um, what other things? Did you, so you, it looked like it sounds like you were just doing anything you could to anything. further your comedy, get better at comedy, roast yeah. battles, stand up. Any other things you did? Um, those were the big ones. I just did every single room that I could, mm-hmm. which I think helped. I just tried to get like a variety of rooms. Every, yeah. Well, actually that's a interesting cause you, you did, you're doing wild and out, which is obviously a lot of like largely black. Yeah. What did you do a lot of shows like for did you do black rooms? Know, yeah. Black, I black rooms. rooms. Yeah. I didn't realize they were black rooms until like after, later. I just thought I was like, yeah, we're in Harlem. Right. I didn't know like what black rooms meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's not like an official designation. No, yeah. <laughs> no that's <laughs> why I was like, line. "What is the word?" <laughs> yeah, um, I did. I was friends with a bunch of. Yeah, I was in the black scene. Mm-hmm. I my first I did a show in the Bronx. Barry Ribs actually got me into a bunch of black rooms too. So I think I was pretty in the mix. Yeah, do you know Barry Ribs? I don't. You guys know? Oh my god, he's like a maybe seventy year old man who's like in the urban scene. He's white, but. He took me to the Bronx to do a show produced by a guy named Imagine. And <sighs> yeah. that was, yeah. You know you are like good in black rooms when people are like, people like you don't usually do well, but you shocked me. And you're like, oh shit, I guess. Thank I, you. But that was in the Question? mix of like all the shows I was doing. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Brooklyn, clubs, black rooms, some random road stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And were there any big breaks before Wild Now? I think that the getting past of the clubs was the biggest thing. Dude, New York. Consistent spots. New York Comedy Club is 
a really great club. Yeah. Really great shows, really great comics, but it is really hard to get in there. Randomly, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, like people talk about like the seller and like you get an audition. Blah, blah, blah. I'm yeah. like, you're a comic club. They, I just don't, they don't take new comics they very really often. Don't. They have like their rotation. They have like their little group. It's like a sitcom. You're like, oh, I'm here for four. I'm here for five. Yeah. But the seller has more of like a bigger rotation. Right. I feel like. And New York's crowds are so good. They're good, yeah. Oh, I love that room. And to get in there a year yeah. and a half in. I w- I'm eternally grateful. That's wonderful. For that. Because once I got booked there, it was like kind of everything else floats around mm-hmm. it. You're like, okay, prioritize those spots and then, okay, a little alt show here and yeah, there. Yeah, like to support. Yeah. yeah, people started having you open for them and you kind of like, my first year at New York was kind of like freaking out all the time, similar to like when you first get into the cellar because you're like, uh-oh, Amy's gonna, but Amy would never. Amy's very nice. Yeah. Right? That's the New York booker. But my first year there, I was like, kind of learning how to control doing well all the time Mm -hmm. because I would crush, but then I would have not bomb, but I would have like a start strong and then four minutes of dead, Mm -hmm. which doesn't happen to me anymore. Yeah. So my first year in the clubs, I learned how to like control, like I will do well. Mm-hmm. That's it. just consistency. It yeah. takes a long time. Consistency. Yeah, because that's the thing yeah. that happens. You like a couple years in, where you're like, I can really kill, but not when I need to. Yeah, you're like, what? Happened? And you're what like, I know I'm a good comic because I'll have these sets out of nowhere that are just fire, out and then I'll nowhere. just then I'll just go up in front of a good crowd, and everyone mm-hmm. else is killing, and I'll just do okay. Yeah, just and okay. I don't know what the difference is, and I'm just I what think it, you're probably you, at that level. It, well, I've had like certain well, you I've can kill. Experience both of those yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, um, not to your degrees, but like, you know, baby versions. It and just comes with staying, get, keeping getting up and knowing it's like a growing pain. Yeah. Of yeah. like leveling up. So there and wasn't just like a specific not- like thing that's just more reps. More reps. Yeah. There, there are specific things, but they're different for each person. Yeah, Where are. I would okay. re- well, long time it took me a long time to realize if I don't smile enough, I'll start oh. bombing. Oh, interesting. So for me, it's like just I'll have to be like. After a, I'll like put on like a little fucking Ryan Seacrest <laughs> smile, and I realize I, I have to, to show that. the crowd that Hilarious. I'm not in a bad mood. Because if I seem a little bit grumpy, it's it's an emotion. It's very yeah. easy to plaster on. That's funny. To what I'm doing, so that just little things like that helped a lot in hand position, yeah. posture, stutters, all yeah. all sorts of little technical things that just become just like swimming. Of like, if you try mm-hmm. to think of all of those things at once. You'll yeah. fall apart. Yeah. But you can subconsciously be practicing good habits until they, yeah. or and consciously until they become subconscious. Become years later, patterns. you're like, oh shit, we've, we ironed out the kinks. Yeah. Yes. And now you're it just is, having fun. That is one of my favorite things to do is to think back to like what I was doing two months ago yeah. and like compare like how have mm-hmm. I improved and yeah. like the little stuff. And you're like, oh my God, like definitely. I, yeah. day by day, it doesn't seem like a lot, mm-hmm. but like if you look at the, the cumulative over yeah. time. I judged a showcase recently. Oh, really? They were all good. It was Wait, like the semifinals. Comedy Mob? Oh, I stand So it was the top yes. 24 of like 400 people. Oh so it was gosh. a very good crew. Some very strong comics in there. But I watched the whole set. And I remember just actually paying attention to it and judging it. I'm like, oh, this person has two hands on the mic. And yeah. that makes them look less comfortable, and the whole set falls apart around yeah. that. Not falls apart, but I'm like, that's the difference but you're between thinking about it enough that like the yeah. audience. Might but I can I can spot the the actual things that are causing. Most people in the audience will be like, I don't feel fully comfortable right now. Right. I don't feel taken care of. I'm like, yeah. oh, this person's walking too much, or they're turning their head too much, right. and like so physical true. things. Yeah. It's 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 amazing. And then if you watch yourself on video, then you really start to learn. Mm-hmm. That's what oh. Seton says. If you just watch sets, you only have to take notes. You'll get better. It's true. Watching audio is awesome because uh-huh. you can hear your tics and annoying things that you do and how you can like riff too far and make it unfunny. But then watching <laughs> yourself, you're like, you're oh like, shit, 
damn, you are meandering yeah. a little. You're swaying too much. Yeah. And you're running fucking around. hanging on the mic stand. When when I first, you're not leaning. Yeah. My hanging. first set that I filmed and was watching, I was like, where are you going? Yeah. I was like, yeah. wandering yeah. scene. I really yeah. get uncomfortable Stop when comics walk that. too much. Like, Stay put. You yeah. Yeah. on a tiny stage. Yeah. yeah like, I strava my, uh, yeah. <laughs> I strava yeah. my sets. Yeah. Like Just the infinity symbol in. bored into the yeah. stage. If it's like a like I was at Gramercy last night and the crowd was so big, packed room, I, I like to plant my feet if it's like yeah. a packed room, that mm-hmm. kind of show. Why a packed room specifically? I, cause just because you're like, I need to hold court. I need to let them know. I'm Authority. Here, I'm delivering. I'm confident. I'm a professional. But if it's like a lower stage show, I'll be like, like move around a little bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like to plant the feet. More, more like, like casual versus yeah. like, this is a performance that we are doing yes. to a big group. Yes. I also saw the exactly. opposite of someone who stood in the middle and didn't move. Mm. And then after about three minutes, I was like, they're afraid to move, oh, which was, that was what I did early on. Yes. I would stay in one spot yes. and I would move and I would just leave my hand at my side and tell myself mm. to just not move mm. that hand. Cause I didn't know how to walk around. Like not like walking, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking it's about. It's interesting <laughs> to watch like famous comics, like Seinfeld will use his body in ways mm-hmm. that you're like, I, it would never cross my mind to use my body. So I'm working on like, Body language and jokes accentuating with your face and hands. Yeah. Because right now I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But he'll be like, the hands are like, right. the mic, it seems like the mic's not even there. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's wild what you can do. We were watching Dove Davidoff earlier today, just like a clip. Mm-hmm. He was a phenomenal comic. Yeah. And he's pacing, he's sitting, he's standing, he's sitting, he's standing, he's yeah. moving, he he's really leaning, crouching over. And each it all works. With something with his body. Yeah. yeah. It all so, works because it's all with, it's like, it's, you learn that in an acting class. But I absolutely see that yeah. falling apart if you weren't as talented as what, like, right. or practice. If it's not aiding the jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, I mean, I guess when it all comes down to is if you're comfortable, it looks comfortable. Mm-hmm. And if you're uncomfortable, it's pretty obvious as mm-hmm. well. It's like difference between first set of the night where you're kind of just reciting oh. jokes and then like fifth set where you're like in the moment, you're like in the joke. You're like, yeah. you're adding more like to the joke with your physicalness. Right. And in the set, you're like, damn, I'm fucking in it now. Yeah. yeah. I had I three sets last night. My yeah. third one was just like really like, I'll take my time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. Just really just letting the crowd be like, I know there's a laugh at the end of this Literally. and we'll get there. So fun. Yeah. Last night I was like in the joke. So and the audience was like cracking up. Yeah. yeah liven up your jokes so much more. I think the goal is to have your first set be as good as as good as any last set of the night. Yeah. yeah. Especially as you start going on the road, like that first Friday show, you're always cold. How do you make that one as good as... Even on the late show, I'm tired because mm-hmm. two one-hour sets is so much time. It's a lot. Um, so now you're doing Wild and Out. Mm-hmm. How is that working, like, filming-wise? Like, it's, like, all at once and... Yeah, it films all at once. So we film seasons all at once at a time. So Can you do stand-up? Like, not the past two seasons, because we did a COVID bubble, oh. so I couldn't really, but Jersey was like, everyone broke the rules. Yeah, I guess I could have, but I, it's so busy. No, I mean, honestly, yeah, like, you're, like, you do yeah. your job. It's like, like 10 a.m. to midnight. Yeah. One dark day that everyone just, like, gets fucked Sleeps. up the night before. Oh, yeah. It's pretty much like, I just, I just say, I dedicate these next two weeks to this. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. be, stand up will be there when I get back. Yeah. You're also, it's not like you're not performing. Yeah. <laughs> Like you are. And you're making money and you're making clips. Like there was a few times this yeah. season where I was like, that'll go viral. That'll go viral. It's good. And you're John. like, that's better than any stat of the stand I could have done. Today. Yeah. yeah. Is it like learning a new art mm-hmm. while and out? Like just the way you learn it stand is. up. It's it a new. Is. Yeah. With, with while and out, I was like, okay, the more I do, the better I'll get. And this season, I especially felt like, damn, four seasons. Four se- yeah. Like, I'm in my fucking element. Yeah. This season. You um, find your character. What is, so 
you're doing wild and out right now. Um, I did, we don't have to talk about this if you don't want, but how was that with the drama uh, a couple years ago? How long was it? Oh my god, I think it meant my relationship. I was like, oh, obviously. Oh no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> While those wounds are still fresh. No, 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 um, no, 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 no. Like the I Nick Cannon stuff. Nick Cannon stuff, yeah. So he got. If you can talk about it, it's fine. If not, no, no, no. It was, it was, it's pretty much straightforward. He got lost his job, went on an apology tour, and they hired him back. I mean, obviously there was more logistics in that. I think none of the cast members wanted to come back without him. So Viacom was in a bind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think they. He is a the power of, franchise. Yes, I don't think they. Yes, was that undermined him certainly? But that must have been so scary. It was really fucked up. It was the worst year of my life because, like, the Aww. whole time I'm like, okay, there's a pandemic, but I'm on TV. Ultimately, I'll be fine. Once we film, I'll be fine. And then that shit left, and I'm only two seasons in, so I'm still like a, a new character. Like right. no one knows me, so yeah. it's not like I'm DC Young Fly, the star of the show, who's like whatever shows up back or shows not. It was like. If this shit doesn't come back, I'm about to struggle for the next... I'm about to be Theo Vaughn trying to get people to not ask about the real world. You know what I mean? Like, I'm about to struggle my way out of this... You would have figured it out. I would have figured it out. But no, absolutely. It's definitely not the easy route. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, fuck. I was just feeling it with, like, this show. Like, the show's awesome. Like, and now it's gone. And I don't understand why it's gone. I don't know anything. Yeah, it's like such bigger (laughs) elements than like you're involved in. Yes, totally. (laughs) And I was, I was very, I was felt like I was floating for a few months. Luckily I was able to do stand up, but it was like depressing. I felt like I wasn't writing that much. Right. When you don't know what's happening. You're You're also doing park shows. (laughs) It was Even pretty depressing in general. Yeah, it was like so depressing. I blocked yeah. out that. Whole the world year. was <laughs> And broken. then they announced it, but then when they announced it coming back, I was like, there could be budget cuts. Right, yeah, like, you don't know what that means. They could yet. recast the whole thing. They could go into totally All Jewish. Thing. They could go all <laughs> Jewish. They could say, um, Maddie isn't as crucial as blah, blah, blah. You know, like, it's like. Yeah. So- when they announced I was coming back I was like wow that's crazy that's awesome I was like after we filmed last season I was like whew okay yeah I uh as a Jew (laughs) as a Jew and a comedian I was like ah not a cool thing to say but like (laughs) also I want Maddie and Jacob to keep working like don't take away the show how bad does it look for Jews of like oh look this black guy said something bad about Jews let's take his job away I'm like that doesn't help our image and him (laughs) and a million other people on the show right every person who works on that show lost their I don't know how much income they lost because but just like their outlook for yeah. whatever next steps There's are. Mm-hmm. Completely. The uncertainty. It's a great pipeline right now. Yeah. For comics. It's, it's, re- awesome. it's really gotten pushed a lot of people it's to that awesome. next level. Yeah, and it's on. In a way nothing else can do right now. Especially if your shit sticks. There's a lot of people who go through the show. They'll do like one season, two seasons. They'll have like one moment. But if your shit sticks, mm-hmm. then you're like, oh shit, we're moving on. Who are the biggest who did it? Probably. I like, get it Cat mixed Williams up with guy code. OG. Who like who blew up through it? Like, th- did Duval do it, or was he more of a Geico guy? No, I don't think he did it. Okay. Um, Eighty Five South are the biggest right now. Okay. That's Chico, DC, and um, Carlos. Uh huh. They got their name. Definitely more of urban community. Right, but you and Jacob are doing really Jacob, well. Pete was on it. Pete Davidson, yeah. Mikey Day mm-hmm. was on it for yeah. seven seasons. Is that I'm from SNL? So Wait, you, Mikey. Yeah. Mikey really? Day, yeah, he was on it for. He was like <laughs> part of the OG, yeah. Groundlings to Wild wow. and Out, I think. Yeah. yeah, that's so cool. Also, uh, I think more, even more so than pipeline, like industry stuff. It's just so good for followers. Like at this mm-hmm. point, my goal is to just be self-sufficient, 
Just like relying on industry stuff. Like you and I have talked about like there's no calls coming. Right. And like, you can get you can do twenty late night sets and, yeah. and not build the following. Yeah, it's so crazy. So now it's like now I'm like, oh shit, I have I have what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay, engage them on social media, do shows on the road, become the next kind of like self made, not self made, but like took this and ran. Yeah. It's yeah. kinda cool. Well, it's weird because I've watched um it seems like when you when I first started dating you, there was like the, you know, get, do X, Y, and Z industry wise. Yeah. JFL do, late night, half hour. It's, yeah. It's shifted. And since we started dating, I was like, oh, like JFL, like right. obviously had all their right. re whatever. Now, now it's get one laugh factory clip and then yeah, tour for a and year. It's, it's yeah. But it's also, at first I was like, oh man, that kind of sucks. But now I'm kind of of the mindset of like, that's really empowering it because is. you don't have to, you don't have to rely on some random JFL booker. No you know like in the you know what you what you got bringing into the table you have to just be like can i figure out a way to get the shit that i made in front of people who will like it in front of in front of whatever it is 80 percent of internet connected people who are on instagram or whatever tiktok or i agree once you have a following um you can kind of run with it and say fuck you not fuck you but like okay if you give me your shit i'll i'll go i'll be in montreal yeah but also I'm kind of doing good. Yeah, you're you. It gives you so much more freedom. Yeah. Um, How's the road treating you? Only I'll have to get back to you in a few months. Okay. I'm yeah. Only going out starting like next week. Oh, exciting! Because I remember I, it depends it was, on the room. Because some stuff already has a draw, and I do well. Mm-hmm. I always do great. Those are my rooms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then other stuff, you're like, all right, I'm I'm fucking doing everything I can to get people out on a Wednesday at like a club that gives me their Wednesday shows. Right. Mm-hmm. But I hope to kind of like keep like at New York County Club. The new operations manager Brian is like giving us tapes after every set, so I hope to keep keeping things moving along with like caption clips and stuff. Roast yeah. Battles. Well, that's the so, that's I the weird to, part is yeah. like it's such a technical like you have to like have like basic video editing skills and yeah. being able to caption shit and like yeah. that's a big part of the the it's a big part of the deal. Thing. You have to have. I was talking to an agent and he was like, the strategy is you have to hit people from every angle. You can't only do stand up. You have to do well. You can't only do stand up, but you also have to put your stand up on every right. Mm-hmm. It, gone are the days of like ah, I don't fuck with that. Well, not gone are the days, but it's just a longer road. Yeah, with- mm, they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can be the 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 nail in the coffin of that whole dream was when I saw comics uh, have a regular role on a primetime NBC sitcom mm-hmm. that lasted a season and not build yep. a following. Yep. I was like, oh, your numbers are still yep. there. When you look at the reality of it, you're like, okay, I see how it works now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make a TikTok. TikTok, yeah. Instagram. Well, I, well yeah. I love it. No, but it's just part of the job. Yeah. And now you're just, now I just work in finance again, but it's just comedy. <laughs> yeah. And now your nine to five yeah. is editing clips. Captioning. Social. Yeah. But it what, pays what off. font looks good? I should research yeah, fonts. Well, good. Yeah. yeah. I'm lucky enough to like with my podcast, I have an editor and now I have a girl who's like obsessed with the podcast. Her name's Angela. So she's like excited to make clips for me. Oh, mm. that's awesome. So that's kind of like taking that off. So now I can just be like, okay, I'll do stand up only now. Because mm-hmm. I used to be like, fuck, I got to do podcast clips. I got to make my TikTok front facing. I got to do, now I'm overwhelmed. But 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 now it's like, okay, I'll focus now on here. I'll focus now on touring. Right. And then when the wild out clips from the season come out, I'll focus on pushing those out. So we work so hard to not have stuff. a day job only to once again know, have a day job. Have a day job. You're like, I dream of it. But as you grow, you get more people on your entourage. Who do yeah. your work. Yeah, you get or a homeless the- pimp like Chrissy D. 
Yeah. He doesn't do any of his own stuff. That's well, like the goal. Schultz, Schultz, where yeah. he just gets you know great editors and yeah. producers, and he, any money he makes, he funnels it right back into yeah. making well, quality content. The yeah. whole thing is like, yeah, investing in the people who can do what you. What's not your brain is the ultimately the reason this is all successful at all. It's because your yeah. brain is good at writing jokes. Yes. So being yeah. able to outsource the period that's not writing jokes right. has the highest ROI. You want to have I the agree. people who are, and it's just speed. It's speed. Can, can yeah. you listen to yourself right now? Because she spends all day no, editing everything for totally. herself and doing all these. No, I got to do it my own way. I'm like, hire someone to do it. She's like, but I don't know if they'll do it the way I want to. And it's like, you have a real there's, job. There's definitely a balance between doing it your way and outsourcing. Cause mm-hmm. I've I outsourced gotten, it and been like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. I've yeah. Had, and that was, I got burned with that. Really? We, we, uh, uh, outsourced editing um, audio. My, uh, our, our audio for the podcast mm-hmm. out the gate and the guy fucked up so many mm-hmm. times so ever since then I got like really gun shy yeah. for a while but now we've got another editor who's done a really good job good, yeah. and yeah I think it's all part of a process like it is, yeah. you can the point is like you can do it yourself for mm-hmm. sure I I actually am glad that I went through the process of like learning how to do it myself because mm-hmm. it like makes me able to really respect it and yeah. feel empowered yeah. to change things if I, I want to. And you know how it works. So if someone tries to be like, it'll be a thousand, you're like, no, that took you an hour. I right. won't give you a hundred dollars. Yeah. Cause once you do it yourself, you're like, it's really easy to overlay this and blah, yeah. blah, blah. I just don't want to do it. Yes. I am. People can mess with you less when you realize how quick it is to edit yeah. a tiny clip. Also, our time is very valuable. It is. Yeah, and more and more so. The more the more things that happen for you, the more your time mm-hmm. is just a, a great More value. so than anything else. What do you want out of this? I don't know. I think I just want to sell out rooms. Okay. At yeah, the end of the day. That's a good goal. I so stand-up is your... You're like, yeah, I'll do anything, but ultimately I would love, I, what I love about Wild and Out is that it allows me to have fun with stand up without relying on every gig for my rent and not burning material and and not burning material. I can fuck around on stage. I can feel like every show I do, I have fun because I know like I got the bag coming. I got Nick Cannon in my corner. I'm right. I also write for the show too. So that's like extra income and extra credit. So it's like once that's my only goal is to make stand up, not my only form of income. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, if yes. someone wants to put me in their shit, I'll do that. I'll do anything. But I also love at the end of the day, just going on stage in front of people. So, but like, so if you were to be like super, super, what is like the ideal version of how your career goes? And what's making it? I was, yeah, what is our what question. Is your, um, you may, maybe you already have, but living I mean, in like, I don't know, just constantly like, modern- like maybe like being surrounded by a crew of friends and we're just constantly booked. Yeah. Maybe like uh who's like a person I guess Andrew Schultz vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Money coming in, selling out, following loyal. People coming to see you. Yeah. Would People you want to do if you would you want to do like a TV show? Yeah, I'll do anything. But, but that's not, not like at the expense of stand up for you. What I have the most fun with is like my podcast mm-hmm. and doing stand up in on the road and in New York. New York's the best. And I opened for Theo. I did theaters, and that's when I was like, oh, shit, this is awesome, too. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Live stuff is so much more fun than... But I yeah. do like being on a set. It's fun to like be on a set for like a month and like make friends with everyone. I think the mo- the biggest thing is variety. So right. I can never be Brian Regan. Yeah. That's like I can yeah. never do like week after week that. I love how like my friends at Wild and Out are like, they're doing stand-up, but the next day they're on a set, and the next day they're doing The Breakfast Club. I love variety. Right. Because my ADD brain, like, loves Yeah, it needs that. broken up. It's a great answer. Yes. Variety, I think, is yeah. it. 
could I answer. I love asking that question because you get some surprising responses. Yeah, what kind of stuff do people say? Oh. Well, we've had a lot of... Some people have like been like, I already made it. I got to quit my day job. Okay, I made it. Fair. And then we had yeah. like Usama was like... There's Household no limit. Name. He goes, yeah. the, bigger than theaters, bigger than arenas. Whatever yeah. the biggest anything any comic has done before, I want yeah. to do bigger than that. Amazing. And that's what I have to do to yeah. keep moving and, forward. And amazing. Yeah. They're all the correct answer, but it's just kind of fun what people like have in their own yeah. brain as like. Yeah, know. I think for me, it's just like, I don't, uh, just keep growing and mm-hmm. just keep things, keep things mixed, be open to everything. Yeah. And keep getting money. Yeah. Get that money. At the end what if you day. just set a number being like 300K a year? That's my definition of making <laughs> yeah. it. I'd be like, being yeah. able to have kids would be maybe nice. Hit up yeah. Burger Berman. <laughs> yeah, we would just go back there. Being able to raise yeah. kids in New York City would mm-hmm. be a that's real a yeah. wow. Yeah, because that's when you got to get nannies, drivers, blah blah blah, it's good schools. Yeah. that's when you're like things sure. get actually pretty serious. They do. <laughs> they really do. So yeah, I think that's that's it. I used to be. I think during pandemic when the show was canceled, I was like. I just want to not have to go back to an office. Like, I kept the mm-hmm. goals limited. That's, uh, listen, when the world's, like, ending, right? like, I kind of get it. You shift your you, you, shit. You, what do yeah. we, what, what's the minimum? <laughs> right, what's the minimum? But now after doing two more seasons, I'm like, no, we can we can cook. Yeah. yeah. Have, you, have you given your, I mean, you're already very busy. Have you had to give up any things you really love? That aren't stand up? Any hobbies? Any? My boyfriend. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm such a bad person. Um, actually, yeah. Dude, I'm such a bad Solid person. Joke. It's all fine. Um, it's so funny. I would dig in more, but I'm not going to. No, we'll talk after. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I've given it like, oh man, like during the pandemic when I was like, when things were more controlled, your days are free and like you do stand up at night. Mm-hmm. I was like reading so much and cooking and all sorts of stuff. So. I guess since things have reopened, I haven't been reading as much. I don't really have any hobbies, though. Mm. I really don't have hobbies. We were talking about that. I exercise and do shows. I was talking about that with my friend. I was like, I feel like I don't do anything but my podcast, stand mm-hmm. up, and work. And she goes, at least you have those other two That's major things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what? And I was like, oh. I think my life is my... I hang out with friends. Yeah. And I try to make that a priority. Yeah. But they're not non... They're, I only have stand-up friends, which... Yeah. I think I've, got, I've lost a lot of friends. To be yeah. honest, since doing stand up, yeah. yeah, yeah, your lifestyle is like like changes they, quite a bit. Yeah, they started well, group chats without me. Yeah, they go on trips without you're like, oh shit. But well, were they good at that good of friends if that's how easy they fell off? That's true. Um, yeah, I I just made my girlfriend start doing stand up, and that also yeah. really helped. It's really easy. <laughs> yeah, just do it. I have I'm, like I'm doing it under duress. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> um, any place people can check you out. Yes. When uh, does this come out? Next week? Two couple uh, weeks? Probably, like three probably days. yeah, sometime this week. Oh, cool. Yeah, we're, we're up to Hopefully date. Hopefully right? before November 12th, where I'll be in Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> and November That's 13th, where I'll be in Arnold's Park, and Iowa. Then there's the and pressure then, to get me. <laughs> before. Yes. You, you can see me four days ago in <laughs> Iowa. Um, Hire an editor. If you guys are, yeah. um, <laughs> I'll be at Laugh Boston, November 16th. Great club. I'll be at Ruby Room, New Hampshire, November 17th. Tickets at the door only. Okay. <laughs> and then um, Creek in the Cave, December 2nd to 3rd in Austin. Oh, my God. Oh, those are the big ones coming up. That's so fun. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, social media. Check out. Do you have do you have stand-up clips online? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yep. And then obviously check out our and Out clips. Uh, yes. One of our, it's just one of the funniest just people in New York. She's everything. amazing. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Thank yeah, you guys for having me. So, so fun, fun having you. See you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>